This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast, presented by MyBookie. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald, and I was just working very hard now to stop, uh, to prevent Damon from wasting quality content off the air when uh, we were discussing, well first of all, our plans to launch a retro video games podcast, isn't that right Damon? That's right, I can't wait, we're so excited. I mean with the... Uh with technology the way it is, I can go back in time, Joel, and uh, play all the classic video games that uh, everyone else did, but I was too poor to play, uh, including Cubert and Final Fantasy and uh, actually – I've been playing a lot of NHL 94, 95 just because it, it – it, that's the game I did play, of course, very uh, much uh, out of my mind on narcotics as well. <laughs> whilst playing but uh it does bring back those memories uh so yes it'll be called blips bleeps and go fuck your mother uh (laughs) i I want to circle back to the final fantasy thing because i never uh, i i just damon mcdonald and the original final fantasy 7 are not two things i ever expected to have in the same sentence so can you talk to us a bit about why you chose it and your experiences with it thus far because i can't ignore the fact that everyone puts that on a list of games you have to play and games that are so impactful to video games that you play now and uh all they're, of they're wrong people who say that but carry on okay all right i, I but but I, if you go anywhere that's what it is and um you know, you find ways to get a hold of these games, and you're able to play them, and 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 it's the pro that process is easy as fuck. Um, yeah. So I was like, all right. I mean, I mean, I'm from everything I hear, it sounds like this is not a game that is up my alley. But all right, listen, I can't, I can't pitch him on unless I say I tried. So I'm actually, I'm not that far. I'm like maybe. You know, I just got off the fucking train. Let's put it that way. And I'm in like the little clubhouse, I guess. Um, I don't think I'm giving away any spoilers in that. (laughs) Um, Well, weirdly, I've never played it before. So you are making me want to play it and we can play it at the same time. Oh, my God. Can we do that? Check in each week. Yeah, let's do that. I'll do that. I I will absolutely do that. Um, Is this your first time playing uh, JRPG, this this style of game, you know, with the turn-based battle sequences? No, because I played XCOM. Would that be the same thing that you're talking about? I don't know. I don't, I've never played XCOM before. So I, I played XCOM. Well, yeah, so like you do a thing and then the, the alien... Where you're selecting thing. from a list of commands, like do you want to attack or use an item or use a magic and then you yeah. take it in turns. To a certain degree, yeah, yeah, it's that. Um, you can use certain weapons that you carry. Um, but yeah... Um, the, well, the first boss, I couldn't get through for the life of me. <laughs> I was like, how in the fuck? Like, every time, it was like a giant scorpion. And it would, the minute it fucking went, like, it would take like a, did they call them hit points? Do they still call them hit points? Yep. All right, correct. well, I had some. Fucking uh, nerd. <laughs> I know, I really am. I got my fucking 12-sided dice. 
Um, uh, yeah, no offense to people who carry 12-sided dice. Let me make that perfectly clear. Uh, even though I said that in a very condescending tone. Uh, yeah, it would just beat the shit out of me. And, but then I got the, then I got, I realized that he did have some healing potions, Joel. So you gotta you gotta drink through that healing potion uh, to boost up to so that when it hits you, then just like real life, isn't it? You know, you're sitting in the Super J cast <laughs> meet and greet. You got to crack open a few Zemas to <laughs> really get the energy is. going. Wow, how do you say it? Yes, that's exactly what it is. I get through my demons. Um, so yeah, I'm in. I'm in. And again, I've been playing every um, hockey game from back in the day. Even games I know I never played. Um, and yeah, it's weird. It's like, oh my god, this I remember this. Um, again, video games really weren't a big part of my life just because I never really had the money to, to get them and play them. Um, so now it's like, okay. Like, I, I told Joel, I've never played a Mario game in my life. Um, I played, Ma- I take that back. I played Mar- a version of Mario Kart on my iPhone, but that set lasted all of about three minutes. Um, so I, I, I never played Mario. I've never played, I played like Sonic like maybe twice. I mean, I know the concept. Um, trust me, when Joel said the Sonic joke the other day, I got it. I understand that. I played Tecmo Bowl a, a, a decent amount because that was about the only game I had, the football game. Hut, 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 hut. Um, that's about it. Uh, you can count them on one fucking hand. So when we do the our retro video game podcast called, what did I say? It was called Bleep Blop. Bleep, go fuck your mother. Fuck yourself. <laughs> it's catchy. I like it a lot. I think it really, really rolls. Uh, bleep Blop. Go fuck your mother. Um, stay tuned for that. It's going to be good. We're going to do all the classic walkthroughs. We're going to do speed runs. Right, Joel? With the speed runs. Oh, mate. I've been on a speed run fix over the past week or so because it is, I've, I've probably mentioned on the show before i'm a big fan of games done quick uh, they are charity speed running events and usually they hire a venue and they've got people there doing them live and they've got a couch live audience and i hate that because i hate all the people and their inane chatter and the cheering and it drives me nuts so that's the one good thing about this global pandemic is it's got to be done uh, in people's homes so you don't get all that nonsense so you just get the pure streaming you get the speed running you get commentary and that is it Nice. And it's been great. I've been watching some really fun uh, speed runs on Summer Games Done Quick. And uh, I, I mean, I was talking to you actually that you started Final Fantasy VII. The the, the perfected uh, example of that genre, the JRPG genre, is Chrono Trigger on the Super okay. Nintendo. So that's what I want to get you playing one day because that is a truly outstanding game. But yeah, that's that's where my time's gone the last few days. I just lie on the sofa or the bed and watch people playing video games really quickly while another person explains how they're playing it quickly and somehow for me that's become more appealing than watching pro wrestling <laughs> I know I, I gotta be honest I'm more excited about uh, playing Sesame Street Counting Cafe than uh, <laughs> about anything else uh, it's, by the way Joe, in, in, in Sesame Street Counting Cafe uh, Grover uh, is in charge of getting. Uh, I don't even know the guy has a name, but he's always usually the Grover sidekick uh, or arch enemy, possibly. Uh, and the guy will be like, 
Waiter, I would like two hamburgers and three bananas. And then Grover slow gotta, down there. Hold on. Right, two, right, <laughs> right, right. Two hamburgers and three. I, I might need to use some save states. I've got to do some save scumming to get through this one. <laughs> right, right. I have a cheat code. You can, and she's so, got the action replay. <laughs> you can go and get. Yeah, Grover's got to go get that amount. Uh, I, I will say this is not the most challenging of games, Joel. Uh, but what's funny is that. My, one of my lone real video game experiences with, was with Sega Genesis. Because when I got my own place, uh, well, one of my first places, uh, it was with Cheryl and another girl. And we fucked all day long. No. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, this sounds like it's going down a very saucy road here. I'm excited. <laughs> um, so we, uh, part of our cable system, had this thing called um, the Genesis or the Sega channel. And it was like this, this contraption you hooked up to your Sega Genesis and you, every month it refreshed with like 50 new games that you could play. Um, and we had it for like, we were there for at least a year. So we had it for about a year. And that was one of the games. Like she has, she wants no parts of video games. Uh, but she did play that, and she played uh, what's it, Parappa the Rapper, Punch, Punch, yeah. Kick, Kick. Uh, she liked that one, and I have both of those. So that was I was like, check this out, show. She goes, oh my god, what the fuck? I remember that. So uh, yeah, then then I got laid. <laughs> so a little, all I had that to do a was great story. All I had to do was 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 give her a little kick, kick, punch, punch, and then the nostalgia button, and then it was. Kick, kick, punch, punch in the old, uh, you know, where? I'm saying. <laughs> no? Good. The old fanny. Oh, no, not fanny. That's the, Americans use fanny's different, isn't it? No, well, fanny is but, but, like, I think old people say fanny more. I would, you know? I, we like this. In the, this household, we're, we're a, we're a Tukas family. <laughs> Tukas, yes. Love it. <laughs> we're, we're a Tukas family here, the McDonald's. Uh, we say took us a lot, but we say it in a very jokingly manner. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> so we did our very best to avoid talking about pro wrestling. We so really do. Let's fucking hold our noses and get in. Look, I, I don't, it's not just us, is it? I think just with everything that's going on, it's, it's a real struggle. And, you know, we, we call it what it is. New Japan is not putting out their greatest hits at the moment. And with all the, you know, empty arena stuff and the uh, lack of crowds and this KOPW nonsense. It's hard to get really excited about that. What's what's going on at the moment? But I mean, having said that, we do have this Jingu Stadium show to look forward to. So maybe when we're previewing that, we can inject a bit of enthusiasm back into the mix. But uh, yeah, it, we're certainly not alone in feeling a bit ugh, at the moment. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like when you're a kid and you're like. Can we get McDonald's? Can we get some Burger King? Your mom's like, we we can make hamburgers at home. Oh, really? <laughs> you just reminded me of another story. When I was quite young, I must have been, I don't know, seven or eight years old, my parents took us to the Tower of London for a day out, and we had McDonald's for lunch, and I had my you know, little kid's meal, six chicken nuggets, fries, whatever it was. And then we finished our, our walk around the Tower of London. It was evening by then, and we were trying to find somewhere to eat. Couldn't find anywhere. Ended up back at McDonald's. And I had exactly the same thing. I had my, my chicken nuggets and fries, and that was the best day. 
It probably sounds pretty great, actually. Yeah, but this is a. I mean, this is what I feel. It's like, you know, your mom trying to make you your her, her fucking version of a Big Mac. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. Like, you know, this is not the same, mom. This is not the same. Oh, oh um, no, we got we got a bag of eighty frozen chicken nuggets from Lidl. You know, right. The, the discount knockoff Eastern European version. <laughs> right. They're the right. same thing. It's not the same thing. It's not. Uh, yeah, I got you a pair of uh, uh, Air Jacksons. Wait a minute, these aren't Air Jordans. <laughs> what jacket is that? Armani. Yours? Sergio Giorgini. Right, right, right. I got you a pair of Neeks. They're, they're what? They're, these aren't it. <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, that's what I got. I don't, I mean, I told Joel, and I said, I feel bad because imagine somebody just getting into New Japan Pro Wrestling and being like, oh, I came across your podcast. I'm really excited for it. And then they hear <laughs> don't, us. Don't. <laughs> right, Go don't. back and listen to the episodes from last year. Right. They're much better. Uh, although, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't even know if, if like... <sighs> I would rather have things really be awful, I think. I think if they came back and it was just so unbelievable. Like if we, if, if, so, wait, if wait, they, so what you're telling me is you want to uh, become co-host on Shake Them Ropes. <laughs> right, right, right. If we became Shake Them Ropes, right, and we had to review that, that might be more fun from a, from a pure doing a show standpoint. Look, listen, let's be very clear here. I, I want to be very clear here. We are the we are the fucking best at making chicken salad out of chicken shit. You might not get all New Japan Pro Wrestling content, mind you, but you are going to get a good show, whether hook or by crook. Why? Because we are really good at doing this. Okay? Let's be very clear. The first thing is we do a, a very good show, period. I don't care if we could talk about mowing the lawn, shoveling snow, Bleep, bleep, go fuck your mother. What? Wanking in the shower. Yeah, wanking in the shower. We'll give you tips on how to wipe your ass. We give it all. We go all out. We give it to you any way we can. In every metaphor you possibly can think of. Uh, that's number one. What was my I don't even know what my point is. <laughs> Oh, we're going to give you a good show. We're going to give you a good show as, as 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 much as we can. Know that I would rather have a show where it was just a shitty, crazy-ass pro wrestling show because at least there's more to talk about. Or a great show. I would actually prefer the great show, obviously. And here's the thing. I think we're going to get it. I think we're going to – I think it's on the way, right around the corner. So we're, uh, this is not a panic button show. This is a... No, the, the panic button is on the noise crowd noise-making app that they're getting people to use at the weekend. Yeah. That's not working out very well, is it, Joel? I, I, I don't see... The, I, I don't like fake crowd noise. I'd rather hear no crowd noise than fake crowd noise, I think. Um, I hear that a lot in, in, in our regular sports, and it doesn't really... I don't know. I see nobody in the building yet. I hear it's not, it's not, it's not working for me. Anyway, 
Um, again, we have a show coming right around the corner that will be uh, a lot to talk about. We'll talk a lot about it here today. I just think, I think New Japan Pro Wrestling is in this very weird spot of trying to put out content as best as they can, and we're we've I think we've gotten past the point of acknowledging that point, tipping our cap to them, saying, "Hey, you're giving it the old college try. We appreciate everything that you're doing. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for you know jumping through hoops to get us pro wrestling shows." And I think that with that, we've exhausted that, and now we're at the point yeah, of and now we're at the point of why are you giving me Yujiro Takahashi in a main event? Right, exactly. So, um. We're going to see what happens here. I mean, we got D4DJ Groovy Mix presents Summer Struggle and Jingo. <laughs> Rolls off that. the tongue. Yeah, I saw that the other day, and I was like, yeah, what? D4DJ, was it? Say it again. Let's try it again. I, D- I want that in all the promos as well. Like, the guy's staring down the camera and saying, uh Okada, D4DJ Groovy Mix presents Summer Struggle and Jingo <laughs> on Saturday, August 29th. You are history. <laughs> I can't even say D4DJ Groovy Mix presents Summer Struggle and Jingo. Uh, do we know what a D4DJ Groovy Mix is? What the fuck is that? Is that a video game? Let's see. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Should we, should we come up with some <laughs> filthy ideas for what, <laughs> what it could mean? It's probably like something like uh, some type of uh, snack. I'm going to say it's a snack. Oh, no. It's a, it's a video game, all right. Oh, all right. It is a video game. Let's see here. It's like a, it's almost like a, what's that called? Um, fucking rock band. Oh yeah, it's like a rhythm game, isn't it? It's oh, yeah, it's but, a, a Bushy Road game. That's why. Yeah, yeah. You, you're you're a DJ. We're not playing this on. Oh no, we've turned into wrestling on Makaze. <laughs> I know we really did. We're not we're not playing D four DJ on bleep blap. Go fuck yourself. We are not playing that game. <laughs> we'll get around to it eventually, but it's I can't mess up the name. Bleep blap, go fuck your mother. I'm sorry. I, I like that it changes each time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's different sounds. Different sounds. You know. All right. Um. Anywho, we put it off long enough, Joel, for 18 minutes and 29 seconds. We have talked about nothing but bullshit. It's a shame because I had a little interesting thing that I thought could be a nice warm up discussion, but now we've done. No, no, we got to warm up the warm up. Come on. Okay, all right. Well, this is a New Japan related warm up. This was shared in the uh, Voices Wrestling Slack. Um, And so this is uh, a a note from the Wrestling Observer. This was on August 2011. This is just after Nakamura won the G1. So, Mm -hmm. and I quote. While New Japan is nowhere near what it was in its glory days, and probably never will be again, they've turned the corner in the sense that they've got a loyal Tokyo fan base and draw hot crowds for most of their shows. The G1 Climax Finals has remained a strong tradition, and the atmosphere felt like that of a successful major promotion. They have a strong mix of veteran names who are still popular, and guys in their prime who they used to carry things like Tanahashi, Nakamura, who would never have a prayer of getting over in the US, but is a genuine major star here, Togi Makabe and Hiroki Goto, and a strong rising star in Naito and his rival Yujiro Takahashi, who they recognize are their future. Now, there is a lot to unpack there, isn't there? There is. There is. It's amazing what happens in the world of pro wrestling, isn't it, Um, in the future? Where where do you want to start? I think the funniest one is uh, the little note in the brackets about Nakamura... 
who would never have a prayer of getting over in the US, but is a genuine major star here, which at one point became ridiculously uh, false, but now is very much true. So that, that's right. the most interesting one there. <laughs> right. That's true. Um, and, you know, again, at the time, I think, you know, Nakamura really hadn't found his, uh, you know, he he wasn't coming out to re- at Wrestle Kingdom with his crown and his giant cape, you know, on top of the world and every the, the buzz of pro wrestling. Um, yeah, and at one time, keep in mind, Naito and Takahashi were worst stars. I mean, what were they? Um, what was the name of the tag team? No Limit. No Limit, but, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, and I think a lot of people were talking about Takahashi being the guy to come out of that tag team. And not Naito. Naito is the Genetti. Not, not like in the sense of posting on Facebook that you've murdered someone, but... No. You know, no. Really- <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to that? Is he in jail? I'm tell- I haven't heard any new news on on, on Big MJ uh, basically admitting to a murder. <laughs> um, uh, I wonder what I wonder what what the situation is. The statuses of Marty Jannetty. Um But yes, um, it's it's amazing how much changes in pro wrestling, isn't it? If that teaches, if that doesn't teach you anything. Uh, it is amazing what can change in pro wrestling and what the perception is of a person now versus, you know, what can be accomplished with a little, as we like to say, a new coat of paint um, and a direction and a focus. Um, look, <laughs> I mean, look, uh, nine years on and one of those people is main eventing in a big singles match at Coracle so... Well, it's not a singles match, is it? But uh, we'll get onto that. All right, all right, all right. There you go. So here we go. Let's grease the wheel a little bit. Let's let's keep on this pace. Okay. Uh, more. This could potentially be positive news. Starting in September, Japan will allow all foreign residents to re-enter the country, provided they take a PCR test and quarantine upon arrival. Now, of course, G1 Climax begins on September the nineteenth. I know we speculated about this a lot, and I, you know, I don't really know what I'm talking about anymore. But do you think? With this news in mind, uh, there's a, a good chance that we will see some of those wrestlers, you know, your Kenters, Jay Whites, make it back in time for the Grade One climax. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? I mean, that I did see that news, and I did uh, think that was wonderful news. And I'll go so far as to say that that was my first thought. You know, not bringing families together or uh, or anything like that. It was oh, fuck that was it? <laughs> fix my wrestling. How is how is this going to impact the G one? Um, truth be told, it really was my first thought. Um, yeah, I mean, it makes things a lot more interesting, doesn't it? It makes things a little bit more not a little bit a lot more exciting. Um, getting everybody back in the mix. Um, Do you think Yujiro Takahashi like, opened the newspaper, saw that news, and was like, "Oh, fucking hell!" <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, he went around buying all the newspapers to make sure no one heard. <laughs> no one heard the news. <laughs> so if his performance is really lackluster uh, in the main event of Coracle, then we know why. It's not his fault. Yeah, yeah. This is a... Uh, he might be going through the motions knowing where he'll be sitting come G1 time. Uh, on the sidelines. Um, it does open up a lot of possibilities. I will say this, though. For those people who were excited about having some new fresh faces in G1, um, the idea of 
even more juniors that we saw that might have participated in New Japan Cup. I'll, I'll put an S. I'll plural the cups, the versions of the cups. Uh, you might be disappointed to know that that might throw a little bit of a fucking monkey wrench into things. But I think most are excited at the possibilities of really making this G1, dare I say, a cream of the crop with uh, allowing is, – is it just residents? They have to be residents. So, no, you know, it's not like you're going in uh, you know, seven days and or 14 days and then flying back out. It's not like a regular we can bring people in and out at a whim. You have to be a yeah, resident, correct? Residents, which, again, that might just be – Juice, who's injured, and he who must not be named. I don't even want to say his name, Damon. I'm terrified of getting quote tweeted into oblivion. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're Osprey. Uh, I think we're the only two foreign people who are actual residents in Japan. Right, right. I, we can't. We, you know, listen. We understand the situation, but, but, but we uh, we can't not say his name. I mean, it's a strange one, isn't it, Damon? Because it just it seems that any time. He gets mentioned, you know. I'm not putting a value judgment on this, just as a sort of neutral observer. That anytime his name gets mentioned, like when he, he tweets something or his name's mentioned by one of the New Japan Twitter accounts, the the backlash. Like, it, I mean, as with a lot of things, it, it might just be a small noisy minority. And again, I'm not saying I, I agree or disagree with them, but it's it is very noticeable, isn't it? Not when you don't have a Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needs to just log off permanently. I, you know, I, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, right? Um, that doesn't make the situation go away. It just makes you know him. It just you know, I, you know as well as I do that um, that. The idea of, of that going away anytime soon and him always being held accountable uh, for his actions, that's that's that will not go away. That's not something that just kind of mm-hmm. flies away into the ether. And as they say in Superbad, people don't forget. That's <laughs> you trying to guy pee his pants. Um, they don't. People don't forget. So, uh, People don't forget. What were we talking about again? Oh, yeah. Mm. All right. Well, let's move on and talk about actual wrestling that happened. So first, well, the only show that's taken place uh, since we last recorded was the New Japan Cup in the USA on NJPW Strong. So opening match here, we had Rocky Romero and Adrian Quest defeating the team of the DKC and Danny Limelight. Nine minutes, 57 seconds. Rocky pinning the DKC uh, with a... Diablo armbar, or was it a submission? I don't know. I watched it about an hour ago. I don't fucking remember. Uh, but yeah, this is this is good. I, I think Danny Quest and Rocky, they got a nice, nice matching aesthetic. I was wondering maybe if they might start up a US IWGP US heavyweight tag team title, given that they have they seem to I, I think it's ripe for some sort of meaningful tag competition there. And just watching this match, it makes you appreciate how someone like Rocky Romero is absolutely invaluable at this time because he's not a huge star but he's an extremely talented wrestler an experienced wrestler who can serve multiple purposes you know you can have him in the the occasional big match with storylines you can have him coaching the the younger and less experienced guys so they must be 
thanking their lucky stars that they got someone like him around. And I just I feel that with this little US division, they, they've quietly built up a really impressive little roster. And, and again, it's not bursting at the seams with big names, but a, a lot of guys who've really flown under the radar. I mean, you might think that WWE, AEW have hoovered up all the, the talent in the US, but this batch of wrestlers look promising. I, I've never heard of a lot of them before, but they're putting on good matches here. They're making names for themselves. They're, they're uh, starting to establish their personalities and their styles. Like We're starting to see you know, DKC's a bit more of a grappler, uh, despite looking like a guy who'd be streaming Super Metroid speed runs on Twitch. Uh, Adrian <laughs> Quest, he's more of a high flyer. And, and one thing that I think is really interesting is we don't know the hierarchy yet. We don't know which guys are positioned above the others, so it's very hard to predict the winners of a given match or, or who the next guy is to get a push. Unlike the main roster, where a lot of the times you can see the, you know, the, the stratified nature of the roster there, and a lot of times you can look at a match and think, well, that guy's obviously taking the pin, or there's no chance this guy's winning. And So with, with a lot of these newer names, I mean, they're probably not all going to reach the upper echelons of the scene, but some of them might. Some of them could end up in Japan as part of the main roster, and... I, I enjoy being there for the journey. I like to, be, you know, like seeing a guy like Yotosuji, Yuo Emura, when they debuted uh, the New Japan Cup a couple of years ago. It's good to be at the ground floor with them so you can track their progression. So some of these guys, you know, an Adrian Quest or a DKC, Danny Limelight, you never know where they might end up. So uh, I, I appreciate being there for the rides. Um, I mean, they've also got a, a, a lot of names there. And so you don't get the same people wrestling on every show. You can cycle the guys in and out to keep things fresh. Uh, matches are short, they don't stay, they're welcome and as much as I bitch about the MD Arena thing, the, the MD Arena aesthetic kind of works for these matches because I don't know if you ever watched the UFC spin-off show, The Ultimate Fighter, where a lot Have of you? those you know, this is, yeah, this is young uh, up-and-coming fighters or, or guys who hadn't made it onto the UFC yet, and they were having their matches in, in the, the gym or you know, whatever you, you would call it in front of no fans, so it's, it's kind of got that vibe to it, doesn't it? It does, and I agree, kind of what, what, what you're saying with um, the the way they're they're stockpiling younger, um, fresher, and developing stars. Um, I mean, just specifically in this match, like Adrian Quest, he's a guy that stands out. I think for a lot of people, um, I keep messing up the initial DKC. Is it um, like you're right. Donkey Kong Country? Okay, half the tower. I remember it. Um, it's um, it is. I don't. I wouldn't say weird, but it is odd. I will say that New Japan is able to find this type of talent all over the world, um, and convince them that this is the way to go, because I'm sure that. In some regard, they've been reached out to other promotions that might be a little bit more glamorous, shall we say. Um, I think people that wind up at the dojos, for, for me, and I can't speak for every one of them, but it feels like those type of people kind of have a feeling of what they want their pro wrestling to be uh, and the future of pro wrestling to be. Um and they're going to take the harder road. To me, an LA dojo, or you know, if if you are in Japan and at, at the New Japan dojo, dojo there, 
to me feels like a little bit more of a um, grittier path than, say, winding up in Orlando, Florida at Sunrise University or wherever the fuck they are. So it's, it does speak to a little bit to their mindset of, okay, this is where, where I see pro wrestling. This is what I feel I, I need to be a better pro wrestler. Um, and I want to be a pro wrestler as opposed to making sure that I'm looking at the fucking hard camera. Uh, so I right out of the gate, I appreciate that a lot more than, than, than say, you're the new crop from university. The fact that they're able to find these people is 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 outstanding. And the fact that they're able to groom them on both sides of the ocean in in very similar fashion is probably the best news for New Japan because not everybody can just go to the dojo. I know the idea of of committing yourself one hundred percent and and dropping everything in your life and making that happen. Uh, is almost an ex- expectation to a lot of people and a lot of fans. That's just not a reality to some pro wrestlers. And the fact that they can train in Los Angeles um, and get the same tr- kind of training, maybe not 100% the same experience, but a, as close as you're going to get, I, I think that bodes well. And the fact Can I that just interject, Damon. What? Yeah. So you know, in the New Japan Dojo, someone is in charge of making the Chankonabe. Do you think they make Chankonabe in the LA Dojo, or do you think it's a, an American version? It's like who's on cheeseburger duty today? Yeah, I want to know. I don't know if it's cheeseburger, but I think I feel there's similar responsibilities. Listen, and if there's not, I would be solely disappointed. I, I would, I would be, I wouldn't be devastated, but I'd be. Oh, let's put it this way. If, if, if and when they do get together for shows and one set of teams is kind of has a, a, an easier life, and I'll put that in quotes, of not having sweeping responsibilities or laundry responsibilities or making the chonko or whatever. You know what I mean? Like if there's, if there's a feeling of one side is getting an easier ride than another side, that, that's, that's a problem. So I don't think, and I think that's a, one of the main reasons why Shibata is there. Shibata is not just there to beat people with a fucking kendo stick. He's there to give them an authentic experience in their training. I think they did actually have in that LA Dreaming documentary series that the the LA Dojo Young Lions making the Chankonabe. I seem to recall Carl Fredericks putting wasabi in the Chankonabe, which he should have been kicked the fuck out for that transgression. <laughs> right. So... Yeah, I mean, there's, I, 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 they would be dumb as fuck to make it different, um, because you're just breeding contempt at that point, uh, and, and also, I mean, again, I haven't talked to any of them, um, nor had they, you know, reached out to us. They're more than welcome. We'd love to hear from them. Uh, I don't want, and here's the thing too: we get asked, uh, why don't you interview these guys? And it's like, I don't. I don't think we do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. I mean, I'll talk to them off the record because I feel like that's a better conversation, not only for us, uh, but for the for our listeners to kind of get information fed through, as opposed to going through the motions of an interview on a podcast where they're going to say this. You know, you're not really going to get a lot of juice. 
a lot of meat on the bone. Anyway, um, they're doing a good job with the young guys. And you're right. They're the idea of guys coming in and out in these opening matches. Um, you get to see new people. You get to see new faces. Um, in this match particular, Adrian Quest, I think I, I, I hooked on to first. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens with the rest of these guys. Another thing I think this uh, promotion is benefiting from is the fact that Ring of Honor are not running at the moment, which leads on to the next match, which was Brody King and Flip Gordon defeating the team of Chase Owens and Jay White. Brody King pinned Chase Owens after 8 minutes 44 seconds with a gonzo bomb as Esther's just sicked up a load of milk on me. Oh, she, she, no. she was oh. asleep and then about oh. five minutes ago Mally shouts out husband husband I've got diarrhea get the baby <laughs> Esther oh. starts crying you've got so a, you've it's got all a kicking off here. are you take care of this I'll take care of Brody King and Flip Gordon no no uh, I'm, get, I'm getting my takes in Damon you're not alright alright listen you gotta, you get your hands full of your little lady you're gonna have to wait I don't care if I smell like sour milk for the rest of the day this, this is what's happening so Actually, you know what? Nah, right, let me, let me, let me take for you, yeah, yeah, you, you clean yourself up. up. I, I can take care of Brody King and Flip Gordon defeating the great Jay White uh, and the even greater Chase, o, Chase Owens. I can't even say his fucking name. Um, I mean, the match was okay, right? <laughs> I mean, we were okay. I think everybody was more excited for, for, for Jay White. If, if our Discord, uh, which you can uh, join by following a link in uh, our Twitter description, uh, is any indication of the excitement to see uh, what many people consider a very handsome Jay White. Again, according to our Discord, where uh, they would know. They are experts at uh, all things sexy men. Uh, match was okay. <laughs> Not, nothing, nothing. But we did get to see Hikaleo, right? And we, it's, been a, it's been a long time since we saw Hikaleo. Um, and the idea of him being the uh, the muscle, the muscle uh, of the United States branch of Bullet Club. That was nice to see. But, you know, look. I'm back, by the way. Okay. I, th- I thought the match was, was uh, what, are the, what do they call it over at the uh, Voices of Wrestling? The Gentleman's Three? Uh, that's where I'm at with this. It's not anything that I would say going out of your way is, is a requirement. Um Flip Gordon did his flips. Jay did his cheating. Chase did as well. Brody King did his uh, power monstery spots, uh, and Hikaleo got in the mix as well. So there you go. How's that? I could do the show by myself. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, I I think the milk reflux might be the most disagreeable part of fatherhood for me like everything else i don't mind like you know changing the pooey nappies all of that stuff i don't mind but it's that really? that sour milk smell that just permeates whatever you're wearing like it, it's whenever that happens it's like instant wash soap change of clothes time for me i just i can't stand it anyway this <laughs> uh this match I, flip looks very different from the last time i saw him he looks like like the main character in a video game that i would never ever play uh, I, I don't know what's up with the beards. Everyone's got a, a long beard now. And Jay White know. has got a very sort of scummy, scraggly looking beard. I mean, it quite suits him, actually. Um, I did like Kevin Kelly on commentary trying to 
tie Jay White to the evil turn and you know keep him relevant, keep us thinking about that connection between Jay White and evil and what's going to happen when they're back. Uh, I, I did laugh out loud right at the start when uh, Fliff and Chase lock up and then Jay run in, whack Fliff on the back and then ran out saying, okay, 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 with his hands up. Like, I've, I've missed this fucker. You know, just the trolling, like when he's saying to Brody King, calm down, big man. And at the end of the match when he tried and failed to get in a sneaky blade runner on Flip, I, I thought that was great. I mean, it, it shows me what I think is at this point understandably missing from evil in this you know this early in his run as a new character and that is a 100% conviction in the character that you're portraying because Jay White he lives and pardon the pun he breathes with the switchblade he knows that character inside and out and all the little things that that character is going to do in a given situation and it's so fun to watch like you can tell he's having an absolute blast out there and he's really missed being in the ring and I just thought this was a really fun scuzzy bullet club tag team uh, it's just really amusing seeing them like trying to bait the big man Brody King, get him in all, getting him all angry, uh, and then Chase like hiding behind the referee. And and again, this kind of match, if we're looking for silver linings, it benefits from the empty arena to some extent because you can hear all of that shit talking. And uh, Brody King impressed me; he's really winning me over. Just you know, little things, the bear like grunting. Arr, arr, arr. It just it makes a difference to me, and I, I think. New Japan need a, a big angry man in their roster because Farley might not be that guy anymore. Lance Archer's gone, so th- there is a spot there for Brody King if he can seize this opportunity. And I thought he looked really good here. The finisher looked devastating. Uh, Would have liked Chase to sell it a bit longer. Uh, I, I thought Flip was okay. He's no worse than El Fantasmo in terms of ability. And yeah, Hikaru's surprise appearance. Uh, he, he looks improved. I mean, we didn't see much from him here, but the forearms were nice and crisp. Um, I'm excited to see how he's grown when he next wrestles if, if we get a singles match or a tag match from him because now he's got that quasi young lion phase out of the way they could start booking him like a monster too if they wanted to go in that direction so yeah I think there's a lot of stuff to like about this match have you seen uh, recent pics of uh, slim and trim bad luck follow I have but we've seen that before haven't we he lost a lot of weight before the 2018 G1 and he was absolute toilet in that so you know I, I can't necessarily make that a, a correlation between that and being an improved wrestler but I mean good for him because lord knows it's not easy to lose weight so good on him yeah what about a, what about a healthy follow <laughs> that's what I'm saying I, oh, I thought we've established that we don't give a fuck about anything but the quality of our wrestling <laughs> right right you know come on inject whatever you gotta inject and get in the ring right that's what we care about Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. Yeah, Brody King. He's, uh, I think he's G1 bound if he's uh, allowed in the country, right? He won't be. Well, he's not a resident, so yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Me neither. That's because, uh, again, we talked about it a few times about that tag league and everybody kind of gearing up for Brody King, finding a way to get into G1. But uh, 2020, the year of disappointment. Wah, wah. All right, we got a new Japan Cup final to talk about, Joel. Yeah, speaking of disappointment, disappointment <laughs> for one David Finley losing in 13 minutes, 35 seconds to Kenta after eating a go to sleep. Uh, David, you talk to me a bit about the evolution of David Finley over the last 12 months, because to me, he looks like a, a changed man. He's more focused, he's more serious, he's a, he's a more credible wrestler. I thought he showed good intensity and, and urgency here as the match went on, and he gradually found himself 
uh, out of his depth against a superior wrestler. Like, you know, they started working over each other's injured shoulders at the start, which was a nice touch. But really, I mean, this match was classic Kenta. He won it pretty comfortably, aside from like a little callback to the Jeff Cobb finish. He wasn't really ever in any danger of losing. And I think that was the right call. I think it's important to see heels cleanly beat people who are below them. And I love Finley. I think Finley's really good, but he's not on Kenta's level. And, and I really like Kenta. His post-match promo, like, it's really impressive to be able to do that in two languages. So, Jeff Cole coming out afterwards, do we give them a pass on the screwy semi-final finish, given that this is what they were building to, and they do have a limited pool of wrestlers to work with? Maybe. I don't know. What did you think of it? I mean, look, it's weird because I'll sit here and tell you that I don't like to see guys... I want to see guys look competitive, and I think David Finley looked competitive. Um, but you're right; at no point did I really feel that there was a shot of, of that happening, and that's. I feel like that's a little bit of a shame, and I feel like that's a little bit of of us talking about where David Finley is. Right? Um, I don't think anybody. Well, I, I keep, when when they announced the brackets. I think we all kind of pointed to a, a final involving Kenta. Were, were, were the majority of people on board with a David Finley final as well? Would you say? I, I don't listen to other people's opinions. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't, I, don't, I don't read anything on VOW Slack. I don't go on the Discord. I don't listen all to right. other people's podcasts. I've got no time for it, Damon. I know. There's only one person's New Japan opinions I value, and I'm talking to him. I'd like this. Um, I don't know. I felt a little bit bad in in the sense that I just felt like David Finley is not where I would think he would be, which means jack shit, to be quite honest with you. Um, I don't know. I just didn't feel like that this was – I feel like Jeff Cobb came out of this tournament higher in the pecking order than David Finley. Does that make sense? Yes, but I mean, if you're thinking in terms of the, the hierarchy of New Japan, Jeff Cobb is an established guy. He is a former singles champion, is he not? He, he held the never open weight title for a time, you know, beating Will Ospreay in singles match at Madison Square Garden to open the show. He's been in a G1 climax, so yeah. he is above David Finley. I guess you're right. But I just thought at this point, David Finley would, have, would be on the same level. And I guess you you're not going to be on the same level with a cup of coffee with the tag straps. Um, I don't know. I just kind of felt like you could very easily, not to say that David Finley wins, but David Finley winning that briefcase, that shot at the U.S. title, means more than Kenta winning it. Like Kenta doesn't need to win that to be established as the guy. Now here we go. I mean, Kenta is Kenta going to defend that? And will there will this be opportunities for people to lose the briefcase? That opportunity, um, and I think you'll see that here. I think I mean, why not? We're not seeing this U.S. title match for a long time, <laughs> a long time. And what's very strange is that we're probably not going to see that. On U.S. soil, 
uh, to make matters even more wacky. <laughs> do it on international waters on a boat. That's what they should do. Rent a fucking boat. Jericho Cruise. <laughs> Jericho Cruise. <laughs> I mean, stranger things have fucking happened. Uh, but yeah, they would have to go to... Uh, we, I mean, all right, let's put our heads together. Where could they do this? How could they make this? The problem is, is the TV, right? No, it's not the TV. It's the live event, right? Because Moxley technically is on TV for New Japan. You know, he's on New Japan World every fucking show. So it's TV is not the issue. It's the live event was the issue, right? But the live event thing is it's not happening for anybody. They just don't want to have fucking Moxley lose. Here's, here's the problem. Moxley is their world champion. Still, correct? I haven't really watched ADW. <laughs> Moxley's the world AEW? champion, right? What's that? I, I, I say uh, I haven't really watched a lot of AEW. Um, Moxley's your world champ. Am I correct? Uh, yeah. I want to say yes. Okay. All right. We're on top. We're on the pulse of the pro wrestling world right now. <laughs> Look, I can barely muster the energy and enthusiasm to keep up with New Japan. Do not expect me to start dipping into right. other companies. Right. So he's not going to lose his U.S. title that is hardly ever acknowledged. It's not, it's not acknowledged, if I'm not mistaken. Um, to Kenta on a fucking show in, in an empty arena in the middle of whatever. But again, the whole the whole problem was Moxley losing it in, in front of a U.S. audience. There, are, there isn't a U.S. audience. There's nobody in these fucking buildings. So the idea of him dropping this title, is it, can't it just fucking just happen? Who cares? Fuck. But yeah, New Japan kind of painted themselves in a little bit of a fucking corner with this title, didn't they? <laughs> Yeah, I was, we, scra- we were all scratching our heads at the end of Wrestle Kingdom. Like, what if we put the belt back on him? Right, at Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, if you, Joel, I mean, there's at all Wrestle the Kingdom stuff before at- everything went down. Right, before everything went down, we were scratching our heads. <laughs> I mean, this was supposed to be a gateway into a feud with Carl Anderson, but I mean, I guess they weren't to know what was going to happen. But there we go. We got Kent with a briefcase. So, I mean, again, he'll defend it. I'm sure on a couple of these sh- on these shows. Um, I think if we're looking at briefcases that have an opportunity of of being transferred via a loss, this this would be it. Um, and we'll ju- we'll just we we'll just sit here with our thumbs in our ass and wait. <laughs> Why this was not for the U.S. title, I have, will have no idea. Uh, Maybe they could have like physically retrieve it from him in his. What well, didn't did his missus have COVID or? There was yeah. a, something yeah. like that. Maybe yeah, the sure. belt is contaminated now. I think they can wipe it down. You know what I mean? There's, there's Clorox wipes. We can uh, just give it a little zhuzh and we're good, right? Um, I don't know. I just, see, <laughs> just imagine see. like a with John Moxley with a belt there. Here you go, Kenta. <laughs> I just coughing on the belt. That's a go. <laughs> that actually would be great. Ah, uh, what a world we live in! What a world we live in that we can't defend a third third tier belt <laughs> on U.S. soil. <laughs> this is this is what pro wrestling's why become. Why aren't you defending the U.S. title? <laughs> tell us why. We, tell us why we want to see Mox 
and we want to see Kenta. Tell us why. Fuck it all. Fuck it all. All right, so one day we'll get that match. We'll have Kenta walking around with a fucking briefcase uh, with his uh, Paula Dean hair, and uh, everything will be right in the world soon. Steel O'Neill says, please discuss why all NJPW referees should be forced into Zorb balls before each match to protect them from the dreaded ref bump. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. That's what we need to do going forward. Uh, Okay, so the next show we will have uh, from the US side is going to be Road to Fighting Spirit Unleashed. Mm. Um, And the actual Fighting Spirit Unleashed is going to be a two-night spectacular, according to the website. So the Road to Fighting Spirit Unleashed, uh, this will be this Friday, we have singles match Danny Limelight against Jordan Clearwater, eight-man tag Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, ACH, TJP against Adrian Quest, Blake Christian, Barrett Brown and Mysterioso, and the main event, singles match PJ Black versus Chase Owens. So again, this is like what I was speaking to earlier, that it's difficult to predict a clear winner in those matches matches which uh, I find quite intriguing yeah it's a nice nice mix there I mean a lot of singles matches right I like that hmm this will this be aired this this is this will be aired correct live yeah this is going to be a Friday night Saturday morning uh, breakfast show I like that that's nice all right a little something a little light light uh, viewing that actually doesn't sound that bad it's, it's an easy watch, isn't it? They, you're not expecting anything to be in your imaginary notebook, but it's fun. Uh, I it's use spreadsheets, sir. I use spreadsheets. <laughs> Thank you. Your Google Sheets. Yes. I'd like to have them shareable so everyone can see my ratings and what I think are the best matches of the month. I tried to do that once. Maybe it was last year. I thought, right, I'm going to do uh, match of the year. Every month I'm going to update the list. I got until about halfway through February and then I just, <laughs> we couldn't do it anymore. Dude, I got a story. Um, I get a text from Cheryl. She's like, oh, I, I think I brought one of your uh, notebooks, old notebooks. There's some writing in it. Um, it. It has a lot of Japanese wrestlers' names in it. And um, there's only a couple pages, but it has like stars. And it was exactly what you just described. It was me trying to start like that and dying. Like, in the, like not, I didn't even make the February, I was like. <laughs> And wait, wait, I had a little stencil. Wait. Oh, yeah. I had, a, for the stars. I had a stencil. I had a stencil for my stars so they would look crisp. I would see crisp stars and not hand drawn stars. I had a stencil to to uh, give my stars. And what I would do, I had a little half star. I was just, I was, I was just filling half the stencil, Joel. I was just half quarter, a quarter of a stencil. That's what it's I would like do. A piece of history there. I want, I want uh, a photograph of this. Ah, let me see if I, 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 you know what? It's right here. Uh, uh, go clean up some milk. Uh, give me five seconds. I'm coming right back. I'm, I'm getting your picture. Wait, wait. Uh, it's right here. I got it. Lovely bit of dead air here on the Super J cast. Uh, you don't need to worry about any more baby run-ins because I have oh, sent Mally yeah, and Esther out. I have it in my hand. Place. I have it in my hand. All right. Let me put on my ear thing. <laughs> Shall I just tweet out this photo with no explanation? All right, give me one second. I'm all excited. All right, all right. I'm all plugged in now. Here we go. This is great. This is great. I said, do you want me to tweet out this photo with no explanation? Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely, definitely. definitely. Oh, my God. I'm going to give you the best one. I'm going to give you the Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kota Ibushi uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Not only do oh. I have five... <laughs> oh, Wait, a match so not... good that it broke Damon's notebook. Yeah, 
Joel, not only do I have oh this is this is going to be great. Not only do I have uh, star. By, by the way, I don't have stars. I have um, are, are they octagons? No, they have the eight shape. What's a one, two, three, four, five, six, six? What is a hexagon? I don't know. Show off. I know, but that was my stencil. All right, I'm going to take this picture, and then I have a, and then I have um, a write up, a Meltzer write up in the book, talking about that match. Look, all right, I'm going to show it right here. Here we go. Along with this, Joel. <laughs> yeah, I want you to describe. No, I'm just going to send it because you might do a better job of describing. Um, I have a little something extra that I that I that I had for the five star matches, Joel. Uh, I tell you, yeah. I'm more excited, David, about seeing what your star rating for uh, Tenzan Kojima and Honma uh, against <laughs> Bad Luck Fale, Jeff Jarrett, and Yujiro with Karen Jarrett and Scott Demore in their corner. There <laughs> you go. There we are. Oh, that's great. It's like a little scrapbook. <laughs> it has uh, has a little extra to uh, to 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 make sure uh, we know that this is a match that is uh, one for the ages. One for the ages. Yeah, I have the same thing. The next page is uh, Tanahashi Okada from that same. I also have a DDT match, or or no, a, a big a big Japan. A big Japan match uh, that I gave, I believe, three and a half stars. Three and a half stars. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, I have. What else do I have? Uh, I actually have. Um, uh, I have a Nakajima versus Zack Saber Jr. from a Noah show. The first navigation Yokohama on January twelfth, two thousand and fifteen. That's how far back this notebook goes, Joel. Uh, yeah. Yep. Three and a half stars I gave that one. So there you go. That That's, that's, fuck spreadsheets. I got fucking glitter tape, my man. <laughs> that's, how, that's how the fuck I roll. It's really neatly done as well. You got your little hexagons, you colored them in all nicely. Yep. You've used the yellow highlighter on the... The, the batch. This is good yep. stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I, so, so yeah, so it looks like I, yeah, I, I would have the, the stars, I would have the five polygons, whatever the fuck I had. Um, and then I would fill it in to, to indicate the star level. So it's kind of like a, like one of those, oh, you only got four and a half, you know, but if you fill in all the, the whole entire section, obviously you got your five stars. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're you you know what I mean? Like you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun. 
And sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, ah, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to, to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs. And it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. So, fucking great. And again, the glitter tape signifying true chef's kiss greatness in pro wrestling. Not many people got the glitter tape, Joel, in 2015. Let it be known. Not many people got the glitter tape. If you got the fucking glitter tape, it's like winning the. It's like winning the big prize. Well, it's got to earn it. You, you benchmark for success, isn't it? Are we breaking out the glitter tape for this one, David? That's what it's going to be. Really. It's just, it's, are we breaking out the glitter tape? Because this was a yeah. glitter tape match. Yeah, glitter tape was out. I had all my arts and crafts. I had my glue stick ready. I don't know. I couldn't give out the glitter tape. I couldn't put the glitter tape on the fucking paper, Joel. I just couldn't fucking do it. I just couldn't do it. Close. I had the glue stick. I had it out. <laughs> you had it in your hands. I you unraveled the tape. Right. Yep. You, got, you got that glitter tape fear, and you thought, no, yeah. it's glitter. <laughs> you rolled it back up, put it away. Yep. I put it right back. We've in, all right been there. We, yeah. I mean, listen, and I only got so much glitter tape. Not everybody gets glitter tape. You know what I mean? I only I mean, got so much. You don't devalue it. I mean, you're gonna have to, you'd end up having to break your own system. Like, what are you going to do several years down the line? If you see a better match than that, you need to get out some, right. some, maybe some gold glitter tape or something. Right, what am I going to get? Gold glitter tape? I'm going to break Right. I'm gonna break the fucking system. What am I going to get? Like a, like a design? Special? Uh, you know, I got I to gotta keep within, the, I gotta keep within my, 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 my system that I've been having for years, by the way. <sighs> wow. What a bit. Uh, well, Damon, it's a summer struggle for the wrestlers of New Japan, but summertime at my bookie can only mean one thing. It's winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. At my bookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. The NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, UFC, and then some. The craziest sports summer of your lifetime. 
is here. It's simple. Make your picks, win big. Collect your cash. Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of future bets, or you can bet games in real time with my bookies live betting. Put that big brain of yours to good use. Use promo code SUPERJ and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props and parlays away. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today, only at my bookie. Well, I was going to discuss the results of these uh, votes for the KOPW first round matches, but the website doesn't want to load, so we're not going to be doing that. Uh, instead, let's discuss uh, the lineups for Wednesday. Fuck, it's tomorrow. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, Wednesday, August 26th at Korakuen Hall. Uh, we have Uemura Suji and Nagata against our six-man champs, Yoshihashi, Ishii and Goto. Non-title match. Why is it a non-title match? Fucking defend the belts. Who cares? Uh, second match, we got eight-man tag. Wato, Tenzan, Ibushi, Tanahashi against Doki, Kanemaru, ZSJ, Taichi. And then we are moving on to the tournament we've all been waiting for, the KOPW 2020. And the website's loaded as well. So uh, the first match is... Satoshi Kojima against El Desperado, which is going to be a no finisher match. What does that Meaning, mean exactly? Well, well this again, was a, a close to a landslide victory. So Desperado won the popular vote by 68.5%. Uh, Kojima got 31.5%. So he, they will face off uh, in a match where usage of Kojima's Lariat and Desperado's Pinche Loco will be grounds for disqualification. Now, I like the pairing. I think Kojima versus Desperado is a really interesting match. I think, like we discussed before, this could be like a little kind of unofficial G1 qualifier. And it will be interesting just in terms of the hierarchy of New Japan that we've discussed. Is Kojima above someone like Desperado? Or is Desperado, who's been rubbing shoulders with the heavyweights, having big matches against guys like Ishii and guys like Shingo, is Desperado now above a Kojima so really interesting and from that standpoint I think it could be a pretty good match stipulation you know what what we're looking at here is going to be what looking at a roll up finish I think the stipulation favours El Desperado here I I guess I mean I guess the idea of I mean to me this sounds like an I an opportunity for someone to hit a finisher for a pinfall with a referee distraction, referee being down. It's like the idea of you telling me I can't use my finisher just means that somehow this finisher is going to be involved in this match. If that's or, or we could get some like. fun moments where Kojima's, you know, muscle memory is about to go for the Larry and then he's like, oh, fuck, right. I can't use that anymore. And then he, in that moment of doubt and hesitation, uh, Desperado is able to roll him up or something. Yeah, but he's like, ah, ah, ah don't, don't, don't do that. And he's like, ah, how can or, ah, or what am I? Or Desperado just runs into Kojima's arm, his outstretched arm. Be like, look, he lariated me. Just, just <laughs> right, DQ right. him. Right, take a dive in like football. Uh, uh, are we excited for this, Joel? Yeah, I think this is one okay. of the better ones. I'm more excited for this than uh, two of the other matches. So I would say it's in the top half of the KPW first round matches. Okay. Um, I think this match would be so much better if we just had a match, but okay. But I, I will say this too. It does give Desperado a nice little out to get the win. 
Like if you, if and then you can have the rematch in the G1, get both in the G1, and Kojima's like, ah, this time I can use my lariat. I'm going to knock right. your fucking head off, you little prick. Right, right. That's what I'm. That's that's where I'm leaning. Of okay, it, it, there's there's this little snip in here that that took away my biggest weapon. Okay, couldn't hit it. You know, I tried to. It took me out of my game. Blah blah blah. Despy gets a pin. On we go. Right, and and Kojima can get fucking revenge using his a big shot take his fucking head off and that'd be that all right so there we go there we booked it all out for you great so the tournament is good then <laughs> fourth match <laughs> on the show is going to be Toriyano versus bushi in a two count pinfall match so looking at the results of that poll it was 57.2 percent for yano uh so actually this one was a bit confusing because bushi got counted out and lost to yano in a a previous match so why he would then want to reduce the 20 count to a five count i don't know there, there could have been some fun stuff with them sort of like chasing each other in and out of the ring with you know four count four count like some actually the more i talk about it, it sounds like a, a a kid's saturday morning cartoon so maybe that would yeah have playing been so benny good. hill music in the background yeah. <laughs> that, that would have been <laughs> a i mean, I mean look, as other people have mentioned uh the this is a guy, a match involving a guy who got counted out by being stuck in the the elevator, the lift at Coracle and Hall. So uh, I can't really complain too much about it violating the sanctity of a Toriyana match. But with the two count stipulation, I think there could be, you, you know, when like you get a Zack and Sonata match where they're doing the the pinfall reversals, like chaining the pinning combinations together. It's one, two, one, two, one, two. You get that, but with lots of ones. So people kicking out a, a one I, I mean it could be I, I guess my if it, if this match makes me smile I'll consider it a success if it makes me actually audibly laugh or chuckle then great job Stars. Well done you're getting out the glitter tape yeah yeah um, they, uh, here's how I would love to see this a sprint like if this is a sprint you could have that, that oh you know the chuckle, right? And the smile, right? If this goes past 10 minutes of this nonsense, uh, oh, that's too long. Gonna... <laughs> it's got to be less than that. <laughs> I think yeah. five minutes is a sweet spot. It will probably Fuck. be closer to 10, knowing New Japan. If we're on the lower side of five, I'd be thrilled. If we're on the lower side of five, we would be thrilled. Because again, okay, after you do that for the 17th time, it, it's going to get, it, the one count's going to get old quick. The one count's going to get old. Get it while it's hot. Get it while the the oven's hot. Um, get in there. Get in and out of there quick, and you can make this a fun match. Who's winning? Who gives a shit? Um, Yano. Yeah. I think just in terms of making that four-way at Jingu Stadium interesting, Yano can be a guy who sort of rolls in and then you get you know, shenanigans in that four-way match for a minute or two before he slides out and some other guys wrestle. So, uh, yeah, that's, I think, Yano as well. Which brings us to the fifth match, which is a submissions match, Show versus Sonata, which I think is really where the concept fell apart. The fact that they... The whole point of this was supposed to be proposing uh, alternate, alternate stipulations and the fans getting to vote on it. The fact that... Show said a submission match and Sonata was like, uh, uh, no pinfalls, give up only match. And they're like, <laughs> Okada said, that's the same fucking thing, you himbo. Uh, yeah, I think that's the a, a bit of a failing here. We, and again, shows me that there wasn't really 
a clear plan or direction for this. Wasn't much instruction given to the wrestlers for for it to fall apart like this. But Ooh, anyway, I don't know. I don't know if we're dealing with the uh, you know the road scholars of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I wouldn't be su- I wouldn't be surprised if it was communicated and probably pretty clearly, and yet somehow it still slipped through the clear. <laughs> it's like that episode of The Simpsons, like when I stamp on your foot and I say, Hello, Mr. Thompson, you nod your head and smile. Hello, Mr. Thompson. <laughs> Sonata's just so staring blankly. I think he's talking to you. <laughs> Right. I, uh, yeah, I can just see, like, as the interviews are going on, someone in the back watching a monitor with their hands uh, firmly on their head saying, what the fuck? <laughs> yep. All right. Well, here's where we are. Submission match. Uh, so what are we looking at here? The, the skull end against the, was it the cross arm bar that shows me? Yeah, the, yeah, the bow and arrow thing. Yeah. Um, Boy, I just think that this fucking you, you like two guys. Yeah, come that, on, they're good wrestlers. They got good chemistry. They had a good. Match that's what I'm saying. You think they get right, but but now you've just handcuffed them into this fucking submission match with two guys that, quite honestly, don't real aren't really known yeah. to to give you dramatic submission uh, spots. Yeah, you are Sonata? taking a lot of stuff off the table for someone like Show. You know, his big power move finishers. Right. And also, someone like Sonado, who has got some sneaky pin, pinning combinations up his locker, to take all that stuff away does compromise the drama. Right. I would, I would again, I'm not so upset over, like, like Kojima and, and Despi and Yano and Bush. Okay, these guys... Put them in gimmick matches. Fine. I don't that that doesn't bother me as much as this one particularly bothers me. This could be a really good match if they just said, "Go out there and have a fucking fifteen minute good match." They like put them in cement. They've handcuffed them. Like everything that's 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 positive and strong about show, it's going to be whittled down to a fucking. I'm not excited, man. I'm sorry. I don't know if you can tell by the tone of my voice. I hide it very well. I like to keep things under my sleeve. <laughs> um, uh, who do you give a win here? I I think you give Show the win. But I don't think they will. I think they'll give Sonata the win. Yeah. I, I could make the case for either of these guys. But I've really Sonata for what? Well, I think Sonata could you know be a I mean? candidate to win this whole tournament. Because okay. then it's like, uh, you, you know, you're giving him the little prize. Like, there you go, mate. You've won a, a singles championship. There's your little KPW. Uh, is this, this is something that's going to be defended? I believe so. I think that was in the original conceit that uh, you would defend it multiple times until the end of the calendar year. And uh. if you were still the holder then then that was it you were the KOPW 2020 champion and it would reset uh, for the following year look I won't tell if you don't tell but can we just fucking forget about this shit and pretend it never happened <laughs> right can we just fucking put that right you know just be like what do you mean KOPW I don't even I don't know what you mean I've never seen it before in my life 
I am not interested in any of this. Again, Joel, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit for, for a gentleman my age. I feel like I'm, I'm open-minded to a lot of things. I'm not into this at all. Is there anyone on God's green or on planet Earth that is into this right now? I t- again, I've told you before, I don't care for other people's opinions on <laughs> Japan Pro Wrestling. I actively avoid them. So, Okay. How about you? Are you, are you into this? This specific match? I like... No, no, the, no. The whole oh, idea of this. Look, I was willing to give it a chance because mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that you know again, what it is... I, I was not expect. Well, when we found out that it was just going to be... Uh, a little series of gimmicks to jazz up a half full Korako and Rotu show then I realised okay so we're not going to be getting a ladder match and a cage match and a death match hardcore match whatever Um, then I realised that it was not something that excited me no but again as I said at the start if if it's something that is quietly abandoned after a year or so then it's not the end of the world but uh, I'm, I'm not willing to go in the other direction and say oh well this is a indicator that New Japan is on the slide and you know the, the booking committee have lost their minds and they're on a un- unstoppable downward trajectory I'm somewhere in the middle this is not what I hoped it would be it doesn't really interest me that much but putting it into context it's for some road two shows and the second match on the uh, D four DJ Groovy Mix presents Summer Struggling Jingu. So that's what Look, it is. I'm ready to officially wipe my ass of it and throw it in the toilet. Uh, I don't want to see it anymore. I'm done with it. It's uh, not doing anything for me. Uh, again, I understand this is going to be like second match, third match on D4 DJ Groovy Mix presents Summer Struggle and Jingo, but uh, and it gives something people something to do. I don't I, I don't want to see this concept moved any further. We've did it, we've done it. I don't think anybody understands why we're doing it. And I want whoever came up with it fired. Okay, how about that? <laughs> what, Okada? It was him that came up with it. I mean, it's he nothing didn't else. come up with anything. He Apparently didn't he come did. up with it. He should never be allowed near the booking ever again in his career. So there you go. Great well, listen, there's plenty good bookers. That, well, like, great. There's plenty of great pro wrestlers that should not be anywhere near uh, a book. So, uh, that, yep, I would. If, if if he's guilty, then yep, I need uh, I need all fever dream Okada to uh, to. Uh, Keep 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 his two cents out, and then our main event. I mean, if you thought uh, Dame was shitting on it now, uh, your main event, the sick match, is the KOPW twenty twenty first round one versus three handicap match: Kazuchika Okada versus Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, now, interestingly, there was a bit of a split between the English and the Japanese voting here. This was the only one they disagreed on because the English poll was in favor of Yujiro's belt stipulation, but Okada's choice of one versus three. Uh, for the Japanese one, and that won the overall vote. So Okada will now face Yujiro, Gedo, and Jado in a handicap match Wednesday, in a match I could not give a fuck about. 
I'm, 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 I'm sitting here trying to give the positive because that's what I'm known for. Um, that's what the people expect from me. I, I don't, I don't, I really don't care. I, I don't. I don't. I mean, what? Okay, so here's our scenario. Okada, f- you know, figures it out and beats three guys that he should easily beat anyway. Um, and uh, away we go. He, yeah, he wins. Okay. Or Okada gets screwed over by some shenanigans from three people uh, and loses. Oh, you can't. You cannot have this four-way match at Jingle without Okada in it. Surely. Okay, let, let me let me transition that into a question uh, from uh, Nicole Booz Leprechaun. If Okada wasn't involved in this KOPW deal, would we care as much? Um, I don't, you know I don't think anyone cares that much to start with. But if yeah. you take Okada out of the mix, do you think people give even less of a shit? I think more people are disappointed that he's in this. Like I think that's one of the reasons why people are fucking hand waving it is because of the fact that what the, what are you doing to this guy? Like why is he in this? It's I mean I know that we just started coming back in March. Why is it why are we doing this? Why is he here? There's nothing there's nothing we've could have done with Okada in the lead up this which I I'm going to be truthful. This is this is either okay, you're getting an extended vacation or you are hurt or like I just I, it's I'm it's just I'm keeping him away from the title picture, isn't it? It's just get Okada the oh, fuck away from the IWGP heavyweight title scene. You you're certainly doing that. That's for, that's for sure. Um No, I think people are are more actively hand waving it because of the fact that he's in it again if these if these were just four or yeah four you know eight whatever it is people that were just all mid card you know we've talked about oh these are all mid carders these are all mid carders show sonata okada uh i don't know just doing nonsense like this 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 is nonsense Look, they'll make it. They'll find something. I don't know what fucking cat the rabbit the plot cat the plot of rabbit the plot. Right, you said at the start of the show you like having shitty things to talk about. Here you are. It's been delivered on a silver platter, a big steaming turd on your plate, and it's given us something to talk about. So there we go. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. But it's just. (sighs) Here's the thing. I want to watch this show. For all the wrong reasons. I want to watch this show to see how they get themselves out of this fucking quandary that they're in. Well, look, if, if they weren't doing this, if this was just random multi-mans, you might not watch this Coracle show. That's a good point. Ha! So they win. It's, <laughs> it's a success. <laughs> All right. All right, you got me. I won uh, the argument, everyone. Yay. There it is. First time on the internet that's happened. <laughs> Throw in the white towel. Uh, okay. Uh, Tiger Driver Lee says, do you think New Japan was hoping the Lumberjack match with Leather Belts would win over adding Ghetto and Jado? It felt like a WCW 1994 fan vote nudge with Bullet Club hitting Young Lions with belts to make you want to see them get their rifle come up. Look, I didn't 
care for either stipulation, to be honest. Um, Jason said, nobody promised Okada the three versus one would be Yujiro, Ghetto, and Jado. Can we get Yujiro, Evil, and Taiji versus Okada? And then uh, in quotation marks, nope, taking the count out loss, says Okada. Well, we know uh, it is going to be uh, Yujiro, Ghetto, and Jado. So, yeah. Less said about that, the better. Um, Amber says, if Sho were to beat Sonata, is that a sign he's going to receive a significant push in 2021? I mean, he's next tier guy, right? He's a guy that him would be, you know, he would be on the short list of, t- of guys taking the next level. And the next level is, you know, wearing gold of some kind. So, yeah, if, if he does get a win, I mean, it's a slow burn. Everything's a slow burn. I don't think you instantly turn him into, you know, he's he's got a heavyweight title shot. But I think... uh I think he's one of those guys that you'll see the slow progression of taking another step and taking another step and taking another step. I think G1 will be that. You know, Damon, these KOPW stipulations might have us tearing our hair out. But did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. As guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. From how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out. That's why when we get into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy is ever ready to go bald. Thankfully, now there's Keeps. The simple and easy way to keep your hair. Prevention is key. Keeps treatments typically take between four to six months to see results, so it's important to act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash superj to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash superj. So we are both predicting the same four people to go through. Is that right? Or we yeah, I think so. We're going Despi? Yeah. Yano. Yep. Sanada Okada. That's the only one I'm on. I'm on the fence with. To be honest with you, I'll go show. Why not? I'll, I'll have him get a big win. I'll give. I'll. I'll that, that's the only one I'll differ from. Let's I'll put all the show. juniors through. Let's have a Despi Bushi. Well, show show's not really. It shows Okada. Yeah. Just Okada just battering three juniors. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm the champion. Woo. Yeah, you know what? Now that you say that like that, and you you kind of map it out, you might get another fucking win. Because. Uh, you might be right about that. Unless you flip-flop Despy, have him lose. Uh, yeah, because I don't think you would want all that. But even though show is, show is very much a tweener, it feels like, at this point. He holds the junior straps that, that hey, can we get that situation sorted out soon? Um, and yet, you know, he's never title and that kind of stuff where, you know, he's kind of a little bit of a gray area and, I really want to give Show that win, though. But I'll go Sonata. Fuck it, I'm going Show. I'm going Show. Fuck it. He's going Show, everyone. Uh, everyone, I'm going He's Show. going Show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we have another show on Thursday at Karakuen Hall. We've got Yotosuji mm. against Yuya Uemura, um, bringing their feud back to the table, which I'm excited about. Oh, yeah, Gabe Kidd has a neck injury, hasn't he? So 
get well soon, Gabe kids. Uh, we got Homa Nagata Kojima against the, again the six man champs Goto Ishi Yoshihashi. Another non title match. Come on, non title. Defend your belts. Defend your belts. Why yeah. not? Uh, third match, we got Sho, Yano, and Okada against Jado, Ghetto, and Yujiro. Fourth match, Bushi, Sanada, Shingo against Doki, El Desperado, Suzuki. Fifth match, Wato, Ibushi, Tanahashi against Kanemaru, Zack, and Taichi. So, again, you're getting a glimpse into a world without KOPW 2020. It's pretty grim, Damon. Um, main event, right. Hiromu and Naito against Ishimori and Evil. So, yeah, just a match to uh, a show to whet your appetite before the main event, which will be on Saturday. D4DJ Groovy Mix presents Summer Struggle in Jingu, in the Jingu Stadium, where they will have, uh, let me just make sure I've got this correct, they've got some new remote cheerer system to empower fans at Jingu Stadium. So still not allowed, we thought there might be a chance, given that it's outdoor, that they're allowed to chant and sing, but sing, no, sorry, they don't sing at New Japan shows, I'm thinking of English football matches. So they, yeah, they do love to sing there, don't they? I, I don't know. Can I ask you a question? What did they do before the White Stripes came out with Seven Nation Army? Right? Uh, I hate that song. Uh, 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 uh. Right, but it's that every chant has that. It's like not so much in the UK. Oh, a lot in the UK, Joel. Come on. Uh, I, I hear it all the time. Right. Maybe on our Patreon episode, I'll do my favorite Arsenal songs. Okay. Can anyway. you just sit there and watch the game? Can Can you just do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? We're supporters, just... we're not spectators. There's a difference. Well, is there? Just sit and watch the game. Keep it down. Have a beer. Enjoy yourself. Cheer, cheer them on a little bit. You know, good, good play. Well, to, to be fair, that's what London fans are like these days. We're not like the sort of crazed hardcore fans that you get uh, north of the M25. We pay a lot of money for our tickets, and we expect to be entertained. So if the match okay. is not going well and the players are playing badly, we will moan and mutter and create a, a horrible toxic environment inside the stadium so if, if wow you want, really if you want uh, cheering and, and songs and a good atmosphere you gotta fucking play for it you know okay do you do, you do the uh, flares are you a flare guy i don't think you're allowed to do that in the uk ah I mean, that's craziness that's that stuff is just whew. i don't know i'm more of a guy it's just let me just watch the game can you keep it down stop singing i just want to watch the game <laughs> please well, anyway, at Jingu Stadium, they will be adopting Yamaha's remote cheerer powered by Sound UD system. And they'll be using that oh. at Korakuen, the shows as well. Uh, Yamaha's technology is currently in use in pro baseball and soccer events in Japan and will offer fans. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, oh, no, I've got to send this to you. You, you, have, okay. to read, you have to read it. I can't. I'll, re- I'll, read, I'll read it. Oh, my God. This is, this what is, is what's happening? All right. All right I'm, I'm sending excited. you. You have to read this paragraph, please. All right. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. All right. Going into spare. It is. All right. And I will turn here. Uh, <clears throat> uh, was it Yamaha's? Because that's cut off. Uh, technology is currently in use in pro baseball and soccer events in Japan and will offer fans bleeding edge technology to allow their voice to be heard without having to raise their voice. <laughs> it sounds like one of Manscaped's discontinued products. <laughs> really is. You bleeding uh, edge technology. <laughs> bleeding edge. Uh, by the way, while you're developing this cheer app, we have a pandemic going on. So maybe you could take some of that bleeding edge technology and help us not die, please. Bleeding edge technology. Get the fuck up the street. 
you press a button and you hear yay boo they make cutting edge technology right (laughs) is that someone with a a somewhat limited grasp of english idioms responsible for writing that piece of copy or something's Ah, going on with the translator there (laughs) I hope so. The the uh, Instamat uh, translator really uh, let us down. Really, wow, bleeding at whoosh. Wow. Okay. Well, look. I'm glad it's going somewhere. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad scientists. I'm glad science is on point with their cheering app, so that we could go to the funeral. We can all go boo. <laughs> Grandma, you have the virus. Boo! <laughs> Fucking Christ. What kind of world are we living in? <laughs> All right, Damon, talk to me about the first match, a special singles match between Master Watto and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Who, what are your mm. expectations for this match and who wins? I, I, don't think, I don't think it'll be bad. I think it'll be good. A singles match, which, uh, again, we are always pleased to see. Uh, we get to see Master Watto, who I know everyone's excited for. Again, I think everything outside of the ring with Master Watto, I just hate seeing Master Watto so much. I want to just, and so I over enunciate it just because I hate it so much. But Master Watto, um, in ring, I don't, I, I love, I do, I really do. Um, I don't know about love, but you know, I can stomach. I think it'll be good. 60 minute time limit, though, Joel? Joel, this They're goes over. Broadway, Damon. <laughs> If they go, if they go past ten, uh, I will, I will be, I will be on my computer complaining. Um, I think, I think this is Master Watto's uh, moment to shine, right in front of uh, a socially distant uh, Jingo Stadium. D four DJ Groovy Mix presenting Summer Struggle. Uh, this is his time to shine. And he will cut that post-match promo and say, at D4DJ Groovy Mix presents Summer Struggle and Jingu. I showed you the Grandmaster. <sighs> I can't even sell it. So, um, do, I mean, do you think there's a possibility that the winner of this match is in line for a junior title shot? Because I do, I do like the I'll- story they're telling with Master Watto having to go through various members of Suzuki-gun. And I think you could go in right. two directions here. One, the winner of this gets a junior title shot. So we could be looking at maybe Kanemaru versus Hiromu, or maybe we're looking at Master Watto against Ishimori. Or we could maybe address the junior tag title situation, which is what I've been banging the drum for for ages, where we look at uh, Watto finding a partner to take on Kanemaru and Desperado. That's what I think. The Suzuki feud. That's what I'm thinking. Although it would be nice to see uh, a junior defense, another, you know, I know we've got one on this show. Um, I like the idea, though, of this. Usually a singles match will lead to, uh, you know, a launching point for a, a, a title challenge. Which has me a little bit... I don't know if Watto is winning this. Um, I don't think you give Watto a shot right now out of the gate, do you? I wouldn't. I would like to see him in tag action. 
I love your tag action. Uh, all right, then I'll go Kanemaru with the big win. Okay, and then because uh, uh, well, do you think well, we can fast forward? Do you think Hiromu's not walking out with the title? I don't know. I'm in two minds about that, as we will discuss later. All right, all right. All right, match number two. <laughs> match is number our, two. KFPW finals four-way match. So uh, I think we're getting Despi, Yano, Sonata, Okada. And I think Sonata wins here. I think he doesn't pin Okada, but he can pin one of the other fellas. And then he gets his sort of quasi-win over Okada finally and becomes the KOPW 2020 champion for now, at least. All right, I'm going to go the same exact route. Different things. Why not? I'm I'm saying Okada wins. Um, it's his idea. It's his brainchild. He gets to have it. Like like if you come up with it, you got to fucking take it and 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 move on with it. So I'll say it's Okada, which will keep him further away from the fucking uh, ridiculousness of this uh, idea of keeping him away from a title. Although, truth be told, I kind of have him winning G one in my mind. So, um. Why I don't care. Who, great, he gets it, and we forget about it. That's that's going to be my prediction. He wins it, and he puts it to bed. <laughs> Throws it in the bin. <laughs> yep. Uh, third match is the never open weight championship match with Shingo Takagi against Minoru Suzuki. Very interesting fun. match here. Um, and I know a lot of people have speculated that Shingo is a guy who has his more most interesting matches with someone who can bump spectacularly for his heavy offense and his pumping bombers and the like maybe Minoru Suzuki isn't that guy so we might not see that kind of match but we're definitely going to see two guys going toe-to-toe chopping each other forearming each other lots of roaring and grunting and uh, fighting spirit surely okay I'll go so far as to say Suzuki's some of Suzuki's best matches have been against Ishii right that's true. But that and, was, what, we're, okay. we're looking sort of two years ago at this point? Yep, 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 okay. Well, again, we have a a guy, in my mind, who is comparable to Ishii. Um, and, you know, dare I say, some would even say even more athletic. Uh, I would say that. I think you can have a very similarly structured match. And... Have a little bit of extra sizzle with a guy like Shingo in there. I think. I think if you if you have a uh, if you did the blueprint of an Ishi Suzuki match and added the extra athleticism of Shingo, I think you got yourself the makings of a really fucking great match. I might have to get out some glitter tape. I'll have it. I'll have it at the standby for this this year's notebook. Um, this should be really good. Title change? Title, title change, Joel? Hmm. I don't think so. I don't think, I think so either. I, I really like Shingo as a dominant never champion, and I think he's doing a lot of good for that title. I do too. Um, and I think he, he'll do more good for that title than, than Suzuki could um, in the sense of title defenses... Look, you have to scratch the itch of 
I'm sorry. Well, I was just, ha- just going to say, like, whoever's got it is just keeping it warm until Gotto wins it at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a good way to think of it. I just think that you need to, to have that, that guaranteed element of a fucking great match. And I think having the title on Shingo gives you more opportunities to have that. As much as people want to you know, tell me how much pro wrestling is more – you know, you know, evil winning titles and shocking me and storylines and all that. There still has to be an element of all right, this guy can fucking get in the ring and, and have a great match. Um, and I think Shingo, it, it, with him having the title, gives you more opportunity for that to have at least that element on a show, on a big show like this. Our fourth match is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with Hiromi Takahashi defending against Taiji Ishimori. Uh, I think there's a, a good chance of a title change here if you want Hiromu to go down the heavyweight path. So if he loses the junior title, then he could enter the G1 and then maybe you start paving the way for your big match against Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know if that's going to happen. That might just be my heart talking rather than my head. Um, I mean, Ishimori's been a bit crap this year, but his matches against Hiromu, specifically the best of the Super Juniors final, was incredible uh, in 2018. I think that might have been my match of the year. It was certainly up there. So I expect this match to be really good. Who do I think is going to win? I'm... 70-30 Hiromu. Okay. Do you think that's where we're going? I mean, to help bridge the gap on this particular match um, to later in the year. Do you think that's where we're going with Hiromu? Is that we're, we're graduating from juniors and moving on to a heavy? Because he is your junior centerpiece. There's there's There is no one that's coming close to him, and dare I say, I would go so far as to say that he has surpassed, say, like uh, Kushida in in sense of importance to that division. Well, okay, let's look at it this way. If Hiromi wins, give me three next challengers for that title. And then if Ishimori wins, give me three next challengers. So let's see, Hiromi wins... Who could challenge him for that junior belt? Maybe a Despi? Yeah, that's one. Then what? Show? How about... Well, how long is Yo on the on the shelf? Oh, a long time. Long time. All right, let's just take him out of the equation. Do you see my point? Like We're kind of running out of challenges for Hiromu at this point, unless we start yeah. getting people back from abroad. Uh, right. So... That gives me pause for thought. Whereas if you switch it to Ishimori, then, yeah, you can have Sho challenging for it. You can have Watto challenging for it. You can Kanemaru. Well, uh, I mean, you have Kanemaru out there. Right, you have Master Watto. I mean, I say that, but you do have it. I mean, you wouldn't care. You you wouldn't. I mean, if push came to the shove, you could do Hiromo Master Watto. Would you be upset with that? No, I think that would be a really good match. Right. All right, would you be upset with uh, Hiromu and Kanemaru? Mm, not upset, because I really like Kanemaru, but it doesn't have that star power as a 
You know, it doesn't. It's, it's not a sexy match, is it? Could you heat up Taguchi? Would you do that? Taguchi against Hiromu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Taguchi against Ishimori has more juice to it, and they had a really good match before, back when Ishimori was junior champion. All right, so Ishimori has a little bit more to be able to go to the the well with. You're not going to do Ishimori. Just the whole division's looking, I don't want to say depleted, but stale. Is that unfair? That's and that's it's weird because it's like you know you rewind a little bit and you were, we were always so excited. It's just the problem is, is that you just can't bring people in. It's it's they, they just don't have the numbers that they that would have with a full roster. I mean, it's it's like a holding pattern. It feels like if they could bring. I mean, seriously. I mean, look at that fucking New Japan Strong. Half that roster could hop over there and be really interesting challengers. Right? I mean, ACH, take him even out of the equation. Just a lot of those young lions would be fucking... I mean, graduate one of those. Right? We can't We can't give them a little bump? Quick? I don't know. Problem is just getting them over there. <sighs> fucking COVID-19, motherfucker. You know, right. having said all that, I think Hiromu versus Despi is a big match if they still tell the story properly because they've got a lot of history together back yep. uh, in the days of Kiyosuke and Mikami. So if they run that, go down that path, I think you know that could be at the Dome, uh, Hiromu versus Desperado, if they build up Desperado properly. And they they have. I mean, he's looking... He's got a lot of prominent matches this year. So, yeah, maybe it's that. Uh, so Hiromu wins. I think Hiromu wins. And then our fifth match is the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with Ibushi and Tanahashi challenging Dangerous Techers, Zack and Taichi. Love this match. Love the builds. Love the story. Love all four guys involved. Um, this is going to be really good. Very difficult to say who's going to win. I think Dangerous Techers have more legs in them as champions. I think you could get some uh, more some interesting challenges for them, if they keep the belts, you know, stick together Goto Ishii, for example. Um, but the redemption story is there for Tanahashi and Ibushi, or maybe they're going to be transitioning off into single stuff. It's it's very difficult to tell at this point. So, what's your thoughts on? I think this if you package? give if you give them the, the titles back, it's going to be very like I'm just kind of thinking of G1, and that's really kind of like my like okay so. If Zach and Taichi are tag champs, it's it feels like it's okay for them to take falls in G1. Whereas I think if Ibushi and Tanahashi, it's going to be really strange to give them the titles and have them take falls in G1. Um, I think it's a, a successful title defense for Taichi and, and Zach. Which then brings us on to a question from Flynn. Are we heading for Tanahashi versus Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom? And would that be a good use of Ibushi at this point? So do you think the end game here is a singles feud between the two? I do. I do. That's that. I mean, is anybody not excited over the possibility of that in the big building? I mean, they that's, have that's had great nice... matches before. They had 
the incredible G1 Climax final in 2018. They had a really good match yep. at the G1 last year. Um, yep. I think they had a good match in 2017 for the Intercontinental title off the back of a G1 match. So they've got amazing chemistry together. So give me that match any day of the week. Tokyo Dome, yeah, I'll have that. Yeah. Thank you. And it doesn't feel, even with the matches that you mentioned, Joel, that doesn't feel stale to me. No, it's like, like a little once-a-year treat, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That does not feel stale to me. I would take that. And it's got the story, isn't it? Like the, the, as we discussed before, it's kind of for the mantle of leader of uh, Hontai. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and listen, the idea of them, I'll tell you what. You, you're, if you're putting them in the same bracket, it, that's telling me we're going to Wrestle Kingdom with that match. Like if you put them in the same bracket and have, you know, somebody get a win that maybe they weren't supposed to get or a win that was a deciding factor in somebody moving on and somebody not moving on. I think that's it. I don't, I, I don't, th- I think, and I think you do that with, with them in the same bracket. I don't think you necessarily do that. I don't think you keep them separate in G1. I think you put them in the same bracket. So how do you think we get there for this eventual singles match? Do you think is you have one of them turning on the other or is it a sort of amicable, Hmm, I don't know if I've got what it takes anymore. Let's see you yeah. know, who the stronger yeah. person is, who can lead New Japan into the future. If you want to be the leader of the Hontai, you've got to go through me first kind of deal. That's what I'm thinking, right? Like, to me, it's more... I, look, it's 2020. But I don't see how you turn any, any of those two guys heel. Like, legitimate heel. Like, full-fledged, you know, fucking bullet club bullshit heel. So we're not having Ibushi um, kicking Tanahashi in the balls at the end of the match then? I would be, again, it's 2020. Fucking, you know, it is a weird year. I I just, I think that would do more harm than good, to be honest with you. Um, although there is a part of me that, boy, if you're really going to do it, that would be something to get people out of their fucking seats and you want to get people talking. You turn Ricky Steamboat heel. That's what that's what you do. Again, I don't know if that's for the the good of everything. Here's the thing: if you could turn Jushin fucking Liger a heel and have him run a faction, you mean to tell me you can't do that, Dakota Ibushi? Again, it's turning Ricky Steamboat heel is what you're doing. But boy, wouldn't wouldn't that be something? That imagine that podcast next week. We ain't opening up with fucking finals fantasy, that's for sure. Huh. I would love to see it. I don't think I will, but but I'm count me in the crew that 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 would be really fucking cool if I saw it. And our main event is the sixth match, IWGP Heavyweight and IWGP Intercontinental Double Championship match with Tetsuya Naito challenging the champion Evil. Kimura Devil One says, Do you think Naito will take back the double championship, Damon? Well, for all the talk and all you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna share something with people. And it's called history. And maybe you haven't heard of it, but let me share a little bit with you. There was a guy, his name is Mitsuhara Misawa. He went on to become a legend with a legendary run 
with that Triple Crown Championship. That is uh, the All Japan Bread and Butter, especially in the late 80s and early 90s. And that Triple Crown Championship uh, was a title that was given to a few, just like our heavyweight championship title. Only if you got it. But when they did, it was an important thing. You know how many times Misawa, then, and again, this was after, you know, ripping off the mask, revealing himself as, you know, the former Tiger Mask, the hot Budokan crowd, the countless sellouts. He had that, he had like three, four opportunities to win that title. Never did. Never won it. Lost. And it was a different time where you didn't have instant reaction like you do now with the intranet. But you can imagine the mindset of a lot of people of, oh, my God, how can they not give this fucking guy the title? He's the hottest guy in the promotion. He's uh, OK. That's that's the first. Uh, the, uh, I, maybe, you know, he's got to he's got to earn his stripes. He didn't win the first I uh, second time. I fucking lost again. What, the third time? What? Fucking lost again. This guy's, this guy, they're killing him. They're burying him. He's not the guy. When he finally did win, for real, he went on to one of the most legendary runs and defenses for any title. Over a year, he held that Triple Crown Championship, defending it against Kawada and Hanson. And the who's who, right? Well, my point is is this. Yes, we've had a bumpy road if you're a Naito fan. Yes, we've had plenty of celebration in big buildings to be taken away shockingly. He wins the title here. And I'm going to tell you right now, in my heart, May not be the the smartest thing I'm going to say, but in my heart, he wins the title, and this goes on to be a nice, lengthy title run. Will it be historic in nature? Is he going to beat Okada's record for holding this title? Time will tell. I doubt it. But this will go down as a solid title run for Naito. Winning the title in a stadium show when everyone could use a little bit of a boost, right? Uh, so that is my prediction that Naito walks out of this as your champion. Cartwheel death match. I mean, what are your expectations in terms of the quality? Do you think it will be a match that uh, proves some people wrong in terms of uh, their complaints about evils? work rate and ability to deliver in the the big spot evil doesn't stink he can have a good match he can have a great match it has he had the 35 minute epic uh, no i don't think he's that guy i think they i think by keeping it shorter they have the, a better chance of making it great i think the longer it goes the more of a struggle it'll be doesn't have to be 
a 35-minute, 40-minute Okada match. It doesn't have to be this. And I hope they, they, they know that. And I think they do. I think this will be a very good match. I'm holding out hope for great. I'm holding out hope for bringing out the fucking glitter uh, patch. But uh, I think I think the I'm setting the bar at very good. My expectations going into this match is very good. Maybe we're going to get uh, a moment where Dick Togo is about to interfere, but then Bushi runs out to stop him. You know, similar to uh, if you remember when Suzuki had the Never Title uh, in the latter half of 2017, and the the, the story was that Suzuki Goon people would keep cheating and interfering, and then. Eventually, when it came to the Wrestle Kingdom match against Goto, Yoshihashi came out, the Young Lions, they stopped the Suzuki guys from interfering, and it was a, a nice, heartwarming payoff to all the bullshit. So maybe we'll get something like that in this match. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think um, for all the bullshit that has had occurred for Evil to get this title, um, I think, again, some dues will be paid. Um, and I think the idea of I know a narrative people like to, to, to give is that, hey, people don't always have to walk away from a show with smiles on their faces, especially with New Japan. Um, I think in this one case, I think, I think they – I think we'll get that. I think, I think people will get that. I hope they do because I feel like people want that. I feel like people need that. And I think by and large, you've made a star – out of evil, you've given him that bump, you've given him that rub, you've you've made him a person who will go down in history as being one of the few to get the, to hold that big boy belt. Okay, you did your job. One defense. And that is not a shock when it comes to this title, right? Lots of people have had one defense, and away we go. Uh, I think Naito wins this and wins it big, and um, yeah, I think people are going to turn off this show and be like, all right, that was fucking good. All right, so we have our audio ready for the cold open stinger next week after Evil successfully retains the title. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at your tweet that you just put out. <laughs> no, okay, I'm showing my own ignorance here. I didn't realize bleeding edge technology was a phrase. I've never heard that before. I thought it was like a mistranslation of something. So I'm showing my own arms no. here. What a fucking horrible phrase that is. Bleeding edge technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, believe you know. Yeah, never oh, heard that's that a legitimate that's why term. I was laughing. I thought it was a mistake. Oh no, I'm just laughing at the fact that it's, um, that it's preposterous that bleeding edge technology is being used on a cheer app. Uh, but yeah, that's a term, and at least in the states, yeah, you're on the bleeding edge of technology. Yeah, you've heard. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You've never, never heard, heard that. Heard before? that. I, again, I'm showing my ignorance here, but oh no, now you are you, are you getting blasted? No, I'm just saying, I've never okay. heard that before, but apparently it's a thing. All right, all right, well, all right. It is, it is a, um, it is a, a term, yeah, huh. leading edge. Well, there we go, yep. today I, I've learned something. All right, um, I think I've got an increasingly irate wife stomping around behind me, so <laughs> let's call it a day there. Oh, yes. uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> about me. Nothing about you. This whole show centers around you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> See, there you go. It's correct. Um, was I supposed to do an ad read today? Fuck, I think uh, I was supposed to do an ad read today. I maybe we do it. Uh, maybe we'll do a cold and we'll just edit right in the beginning. <laughs> we'll edit right? it in, yeah, because I can't do any yeah. podcasting anymore because I'm about to get shot. Um, all right, so 
redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast discord link is in the show notes prowrestlingtees.com forward slash super jcast editor dan great guy at lousy hero 219 voices of wrestling podcast network five snake review itunes twitter at the super jcast thanks for listening goodbye